Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. All right. Tell everyone your little secret. I'm nervous. It's so exciting. So, everyone, I'm pregnant. (laughs) I get nervous saying it because I obviously want to first up say that I know it's a privilege to be pregnant. I know it's a privilege to get pregnant easily. And I've had, we've had people write in before saying they they were triggered by the fact that I was so blasé about the fact that I'll just be able to get pregnant again. Do you know what really? I mean? Yeah. One time I was like, oh, you know, when I hope to get pregnant again this year type thing. And they were like, oh, I already feel a bit triggered about waiting for you to announce that because they'd been waiting a long time oh. to get pregnant. Anyway, we won't d- dwell on that. I just want to say I I know I'm lucky. I know I'm privileged and blessed and everything to have this pregnancy. But yes, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and it came as a massive shock. <laughs> <laughs> so Sophie sent me a photo of the stick and went like it was a video. And when I pressed play, it had the two signs and she was walking downstairs. Are you gonna show people that video? It's so cute. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then the girls were sitting, I showed Nick. And he was sitting there and he's like, oh, my God, look at those two little girls with their curly hair just sitting there together. Coughing up a storm because they both had fucking croak. (laughs) And how's Nick's response? Well, because so, like, look, we weren't (laughs) expecting it. I'll get to the backstory soon. So I'd I'd been feeling symptoms of having a UTI for about a week. And I was like, oh, it's not severe. I'm not – I've only ever had one UTI ever before in my life. It was just like a little bit of burning when I finished weeing. I was going to the toilet a lot, but it was like never satisfying. Like I don't know, have you had a UTI yeah. before? It's like so unsatisfying yes. when you finish because you never feel like your bladder's empty. So one night I made Nick go to the chemist at like 8.30 at night. I was like, go get me some Ural. Anyway, it was the same week that both the girls had croup. I was putting myself last. I was tired. I just wasn't thinking. So I was like, oh, I don't need to go to the doctor and get antibiotics. I'll just keep fucking taking Ural. And it got a week down the track. And for a few days, I'd had that PMS feeling. Like I was kind of like, oh, I bet you I'll wake up tomorrow morning and I'll have my period because I just... You know, and life as a busy person, I hadn't been tracking my cycle. I kind of know, I get like the feeling about like when I'm kind of due. I know one of my best friends tends to have her period like the week before mine. So whenever she has hers, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get mine in a few days or whatever. And I just kept having this feeling and every morning I'd wake up and it wouldn't come. And then I just had this thought It was so hard to know what was symptoms and what wasn't because the girls had been so sick. I hadn't slept. So I didn't feel like myself anyway. And one morning, I don't I don't even know. I was just like in my bathroom and I had just one spare test there. And I was like, you know what? If I were to be pregnant, I shouldn't just be rocking around with a UTI. (laughs) Like that's not really good. Like that can cause issues. So I was like, 
I should pro- like if I'm just going to rock around having urine and not taking antibiotics, I should probably make sure I'm not actually pregnant. So I did it and I shit you not straight away. It came up with two lines and that's abnormal for me because with Goldie, I was like seven or 10 days yeah. late before it ever came up. And I actually, I knew when I'd last had my period because it was the day before I went to a friend's wedding because I was wearing a tight dress and I was like, fucking hell, of course I'm going to be on day two of my cycle when I have to wear this tight dress and I'm bloated as fuck. So I knew exactly when I'd had my last period. So I put it in the app and I was actually one or two days before I was due, even though I felt like I was yeah. late. It was weird. Anyway, so I'm just up in the, my bathroom freaking out, shaking, crying, don't know if I'm excited, shocked, upset, all of the the emotions. Anyway, so I just decided to film myself walking downstairs and I just called out to the girls. I said, hey girls, how would you feel about having another baby? And Nick said afterwards, he thought to himself, like, what a weird thing to say. Like we chat to them about like, if they'd want another sibling and if we had another sibling, would you want a baby sister or a baby brother? Yeah. And he was also just like, we have been having the week from hell. Why are you even thinking about another child right now? Like we joke that we have two kid days. Like there's some days where we're like, yeah, we want more yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And there's some days where we look at one another and we're like, holy shit, I'm having a two kid day. <laughs> like no more. Anyway, and then he t- he was unpacking or packing the dishwasher or something and he turned around and he's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, yep. And then um, and he starts laughing and he's like, are you serious? He just couldn't believe it because we hadn't had a particularly active month. Like we've just oh, moved house. Wow. The kids had been sick. Like timing. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes it just takes for that sperm to reach that egg. And anyway, Nick goes at the end, oh, mommy's got a baby in her tummy. <laughs> and then I cut it and Nick goes, and daddy's pull-out game isn't as good as he thought it was. <laughs> so, so he didn't, yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. He just wasn't fast enough. So anyone out there who's using the pull-out method, it is not. I've had multiple pull-out method fails so this is our first fail yeah so anyway it it was a lot to come to terms with I'm so excited now and I'm only four and a half weeks pregnant as we film this first part and yeah the first day I was really shocked we were just having a barrier of a week. It was just a lot know, to like suddenly to, go. To be told, hey, I'm pregnant while you're dealing with the trenches of two yeah. sick kids and you're both tired. Look, it's it's a lot. And I'm I'm not gonna I, I have a lot of anxiety. Like having one hyperemesis pregnancy before and another one that's probably classed as borderline. I don't know. It seemed okay just because it was in comparison to poppies. (laughs) But like, I think a lot of pregnancies would seem okay in comparison to poppies. But I'm going to be completely honest. I had and have a lot of anxiety around being pregnant again. I don't know if you've ever had this feeling where like you have a really big night and you wake up in the morning and you're scared to open your eyes because you're scared to feel how you're going to feel. That's how I feel every single morning. I already feel a bit hungover. I had too much to drink last night and I actually feel you right now and I'm like, oh. 
you feel worse than I do, which is weird. But yeah, it's also, yes, we kind of had been having conversations. I was like, look, I'm in a really content place right now. I have tickets, books to go to concerts. Like we can finally travel again. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. You know, I was like, we definitely want to have a third if that can happen. But I was like, I think I want to wait till next year. Yeah. Whereas Nick, you know, obviously fully respected what I wanted to do because it's obviously me who has to be pregnant. But he was like, look, we're in a space where Nick has a lot of flexibility. He's home a lot. He can like take on a lot of that brunt work if I'm unable to. Grunt work, brunt work, brunt. Grunt, grunt sounds wrong. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the can't work. Yeah. And anyway, he was kind of like, I kind of worry that if our kids are five and three, we're going to be in that next stage of freedom and not want to go back to that newborn thing again. Anyway, so I almost feel like it had to happen for me in this way because I just had and have so much anxiety around pregnancy. Like I know that having three is going to be chaos, but to me the anxiety is around being pregnant more than having another child and I'm trying to be positive and I'm trying to positively manifest that I'm going to stay well and be well and, you know, every pregnancy is a new pregnancy, every child's a new child, but I just think when you've been through rough pregnancies, it's really like I don't know any time that you know we've got an event coming on and it's in June and in my head I'm like oh my god I'm gonna be six weeks at that point like what's that gonna be like am I even gonna be able to go on stage like it's just but then I'm like don't get in your head like you're making yourself sick you know what though and like obviously I'm a professional with anxiety yeah but like and vomiting and vomiting (laughs) but the best advice that I could give you right now and give yourself and myself time and time again is to wake up and go all I can deal with and control is this day yeah don't even think about the event don't think about what will or may happen because right now you're going to wake up today and go I'm feeling okay yeah what can I do today don't worry about anything else because what's the point well like even this morning I got in my own head because I was going to get up and go to f45 and I feel like I feel fine at the moment I feel like a little bit hungover I start the morning with like a little dry retch I get a bit nervous to brush my teeth it's kind of like 50% chance that I'll have a little like gag after I brush my teeth So I was just like, you know what? I don't really feel like going to F45. I was going to go for a walk, but then of course it was pissing down with rain. So I couldn't, but then I get in my head because I'm like, in a week's time, you might not be able to go to F45 and you'll look back and go, why didn't you go to F45 while you were feeling, you know what I mean? And you just, I know I've just got to live in today and I've already got Nick to, I've got me goring and two minute noodles in the cupboard. And yeah, I'm definitely already like craving carbs and that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty good at the moment other than sending myself into a spin. Yeah. And you and look you look good. Thank you. And I think that everything happens for a reason in that sense. Mm. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, Nick and I turned to one another and look, we know it's really early. We've had a miscarriage yeah. before. So we know what the reality yeah. could be. And as you say, you've just got to live in today. I feel pregnant yeah. today. 
I don't know what our dating scan will show. Like, I just got to live in today. But the nicest part about it is we turned to one another and we said, even though it was a massive shock when we found out about this and, you know, there was mixed emotions because we were going through a hard week, we said the major thing is that we know now this is what we want. So if anything were to happen, as much as I'll give myself time to be devastated and to grieve and all of that, I know that now... I want a child and it's amazing like I've known I'm pregnant for less than a week and it was a shock and already I'm like okay I'm due on January the 26th I have a concert you know like it's already like my entire life is revolving around that date and and that's what I found the hardest thing in the past when I had the miscarriage was that suddenly your whole life is revolving around this date and then that is just taken from you but it was quite cute like when I you can tell in the video when I told the girls like the girls really couldn't have cared less and I was like did you even hear what I said like it's so foreign to them I'm like there's a baby in my tummy and they're already like show us the baby in your tummy I'm like that bump's not from the baby that's because I've taken it upon myself ever since I found out I'm pregnant to only eat beige and carbs but the next day I went to get Poppy from daycare and one of her favorite teachers comes up to me and she goes look I'm not going to ask you any questions because it's none of my business, but Poppy's been telling every person who will listen today about your little secret. And if it were to be true, then congratulations. And then I walk like three metres further and like another teacher's (laughs) like, oh, Poppy's been saying some interesting things at daycare today. So it's cute. I was like, and they were saying she was saying it like she's so excited and she's like, I'm going to be a big sister again and da-da-da-da. And so, no, it's cool. I can't, like, I'm just, I'm super excited now and nervous and anxious and all of the things and hormonal and tired and (laughs) everything. And so much. And And he's got two kids. Yeah. And there was one other analogy because the day I found out I was pregnant that night, Nick and I sat down to have dinner and I burst into to tears and I said to Nick I was like I already feel so bad for this baby like we found out and we haven't been excited in the same way that we were excited when we found out about Poppy and Goldie and you know my pregnancy before Poppy and he said babe it's not the same and I was like what do you mean and he's like it's never going to be the same the third time around. He said, think of it like this. <laughs> Ye wise old Nick. He goes, it's like heading out for a hike. And he goes, you know, it's a hike that you've done twice before. You know, there's beautiful things along the way, but you know, it's fucking hard. And he's like, and you know that this third time is going to be the highest peak you've yeah. ever climbed. Yeah. And he's like, it's okay to feel different. It's very good analogy. I know. Was. I was like, okay, yeah. can I rub your head and get good luck or something um so you could rub something (laughs) I was like absolutely not for a very long time he did say he's like oh I wish we could have tried for a bit longer I was like yeah bad luck don't come anywhere near me for a really long time yeah and some yeah way more anyway so I was like that is so true you're allowed to approach it differently like you know the reality of having children you know you're having a child with two other children you know what the pregnancy could look like I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm allowed to have mixed emotions. Absolutely, you are. No, it's super exciting and I'm just going to put it out here. 1,000% I just have this, like, as soon as you showed me, I'm like, you are 1,000% having a boy. 
I think I'm having a boy yeah. too. We're going to find out this time, which Yay. is also exciting. The last two times we haven't found out, we haven't had a desire to find out, but we're like, look, this will probably be our last yeah. baby. And we're like, let's just do something different. And I think it's kind of cool to be able to, like, you know, to say to Poppy and to Goldie, like, oh, you're going to have a little yeah. sister or you're going to have a little brother, maybe to make them understand it more, you know. But yeah, it's exciting. And I'm excited to take you all along. On the ride with me. And I think doing this this way, it's not like we're not obviously going live right now while you're four weeks pregnant. Yeah. But we're talking through the stages until you do it out so we can remember and you guys can understand all the motions from week to week yeah. of how Soph will be feeling. Well, and I feel like so many people. We never do that. Yeah, so many people talk about the first trimester but once the first trimester's over and I think even though you can be honest about it, there's always an aspect of rose-coloured glasses, I think, when you look back in hindsight because that's what your body makes you do. That's yes. why we go back yes. for more. And I always wished with every pregnancy that I wrote in a book and just had like because when you have yeah. pre- you kind of want to look back yeah. and go okay this is normal so or this is my journal this, this is diary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked <laughs> and look to be honest I still think the whole waiting like for me because I'm an open book and you know if something were to go wrong I would be 1000% honest about that but I know that's not for everyone part of me is like why am I even waiting till 12 weeks to announce it but I honestly think if I announced at five weeks my mum would have a heart attack oh, yeah. <laughs> she would be like what are you doing she is already like because literally every person nick and i see they're like what have you been up to and we're like we're pregnant, we're pregnant. <laughs> like we we're like, can't think of anything else to say but good on you because which is fine and look if something were to happen i would just say oh, i'm devastated yeah. we lost the pregnancy and that's not doesn't make me a lesser person or no. a lesser mother or whatever but yeah i honestly think my mom would have a heart attack if we announced her five weeks she's always like why are you telling everyone <laughs> I know. so anyway see you next week Woo! all right so the sophie pregnancy diaries 101 dear diary we're at about week six. Are we though? Because you haven't yet. Had I haven't it. had a scan, so we don't know for sure, but we think by dates I'm at week six. How are you feeling? Uh, the six <laughs> been hard. <laughs> Dry reach. No, I was sighing back tears. Um, this day. week's been hard. Not so much vomity, but yes, vomity a bit too. We'll get to that. But just... I am a hormonal, emotional mess. We're actually in Sydney right now. We've been away for two days for work and I have actually felt a fair bit better in Sydney because I've only had the responsibility of you. I haven't had the responsibility of children over the past two days. But, yeah, the couple of days before I came away were really dark. I've just had a lot of, like, negative self-talk, um, a lot of self-doubt. <sighs> Anytime I, like, find it hard parenting the girls, I then get really neg on myself about being like, like, how the fuck do you think you're going to parent three kids if you can't even parent two? I think I've come to the conclusion that I have, like, I don't want to throw around, like, diagnoses. I don't know if it's, like, PTSD, but I have some kind of stress response to pregnancy because of my past experiences. I've reached out to a psychologist to talk about it. So I'll keep you posted on how that goes. But I think I have so much fear of being as sick as I was, especially the first time I was pregnant, that I almost can't even enjoy the times that I'm feeling well. 
serious. Anyway, until I was talking about this, I feel like my emotions have been a little bit more stable. But we hosted an event yesterday and after the event I was very sick, I think just from like pushing it a bit and the nerves of that and the excitement and like feeling a bit exhausted. I then came home and spewed like four or five times and I feel a bit bleh and hung over today. But yeah, I feel like it's more the emotional side of things that have really rocked me this week and just the doubting myself in being able to parent three kids and yeah. Any questions? <laughs> no. no, but when we had a conversation about this on the way to the airport, obviously I can understand and feel, you know, what you're going through and you know, you don't really know what to say when someone's feeling very vulnerable um, other than giving them a big warm hug. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we're at this week. It's a rad. <laughs> no, you'll be, look, this is the whole point of the Pregnancy Diaries. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be spews, there's going to be blows, but well, there's no blows. <laughs> but there will be no blows. The libido, uh, that's another point. The libido <laughs> is through the freaking floor. Nick FaceTimed me last night. He was basically nude, rearranging a vase of flowers. And I was looking at him going, I should be turned on right now. Like this would normally be a really, really sexy sign. I was turned on. Nothing. Not even the slightest <laughs> fanny flutter. <laughs> there was nothing. So, yeah. See you on the other side, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll keep you posted. We'll see you next week. Pregnancy Diaries with Sophie 102. <laughs> Dear Diary, I am now at about week seven and a half. Woo! We found out. We had our dating scan last week, which How was we exciting. It's seven weeks. It was bang on seven weeks, which is what my dates were. I have been each pregnancy really anxious going into that scan because that was the scan the first time when I had a miscarriage that we went along to and found that there was no heartbeat. So that is quite a just like a tricky time for me in the lead up to that. And there's definitely, you know, a sense of relief after I've had that scan that at least like that box has been ticked and we're kind of like on to the next milestone. So that's been good. How I was feeling? I've been pretty good. I actually went to Melbourne on the weekend and, you know, had to fly there, fly back late nights. It was busy. We didn't go with the kids. So obviously that was one less thing to kind of worry about, but I was quite nervous before going to that because we were going for like a recipe work. Did thing. you have to tell them that you were pregnant? We, I did yeah. tell them. We actually told them because we changed the event from, so like we hosted a dinner for them and we changed it actually from a dinner to a late lunch because Nick was just like, oh, if it starts at seven, like we're going to be there till well after midnight and it's often the evenings and the nights yeah. that I'm the worst in and they were actually really stoked to move it to the like you know okay. early Arvo and we were still there like we didn't get home till like 9 30-ish or whatever but I was all right I definitely still am tracking along kind of the best pregnancy that I've had. I definitely still have my moments where I'm like today before you came around, I was just feeling so flat. Like I'm finding my personal Instagram work hard because I don't have like a creative fiber firing in my entire body. Like there's just nothing inspiration, like that nothing in my mind is like, oh my God, like that would go well with that. And like, 
you know. And then I told you, you're literally growing a human. Like all your energy is being put into that little baby inside. Yeah. And honestly, for (laughs) the time being, it is so more than fine. But I think the problem is, is because it's so funny. We met someone in Sydney that was like, I love you guys. And you're like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And we're like, don't tell anyone. Then you're happy to tell anyone because you don't, you don't want to hide it. And I think it's harder for you to not let people know. Oh, I feel like I'm such an open book. And it's like on Instagram, yeah. I'm like, all I'm thinking about is the fact that I'm pregnant the fact that I feel crazy, yeah. the fact that I'm tired, feel a little bit dull. Like, and I'm like, I don't know how to pretend to be anyone that I'm not. So I'm actually finding that side of things really weird. And I said to you, even today, when you came in, I was like, oh, can I just hurry up and announce this thing? Because I'm just, I just want to be able to just be who you are myself. Anyway, I got one symptom to talk about the fucking gas, the wind, man. And I think it's because I've been taking quite a lot of Zofran this time because I'm just like, I'm I'm almost taking it prophylactically, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. before the symptoms begin in the morning, because I'm like, if I get on that spiral of vomiting, like having to look up after the girls having to get shit done. I just can't do it. So I've been taking like two or three wafers a day in the end. And the Zofran is quite constipating. I know. Are you constipated? Well, no, I've been keeping on top of the Movacol. Oh, good girl. But then it's like, I just like, like my guts just feel off. Like even if I am still pooing, like I'm not pooing at like the normal time of the day that I would. I've been like kind of on and off coffee. So the days that I have coffee, like I poo easily. (laughs) And then the days that I don't, have coffee I don't feel so easily so it's just been kind of like my bowels just don't feel right and I just I feel like sometimes there's just this like gas trapped in it and I'm so bloated and then I do these farts that honestly could clear a fucking suburb like they (laughs) are so bad so do you know what I've been doing I don't know if this is going to help but every morning because I haven't been feeling like coffee and no I'm not pregnant I've been having a warm water with lemon juice and honestly that makes me want to I see that sucks but literally I have that and within I reckon Five minutes, I'm having a morning dump. Yeah. And I'm stoked. And I'm not, yeah. I got IBS. So I, I got, I got IBS. I got IBS. <laughs> I've got IBS. So it's like you beauty when you start yeah. the morning fresh. Yeah. I think it's also just, I just, I think I just miss like eating a well rounded diet. Like I've been less hard yeah. on myself this time. Like I'm just like, if you can eat beauty, who cares what yeah. it is? Who cares if you're having two-minute yeah. noodles, megarang, like pasta, whatever, just eat it. But I think I am really, like I think obviously my bowel is missing Substance. me eating some things that are like of nutritional value. So this is first trimester. Hopefully second trimester you might be able oh, to I'll pop just be some eating greens. salads every day. And I haven't been moving either. Like I don't, honestly don't remember the last time I exercised. You so like that slow. can't be good for your bowels. No. You do some little rocks on your toilet. Oh, actually, I know what else helps with constipation oh, tell me. is the don't roll your eyes until you've actually done it and then you'll thank me for it. It's a tiny little stool, like a kid's stool yeah. in front of your toilet. Apparently that helps with your bowel and it all comes out a lot easier when mm. you're constipated. Mm. Cool. So, can't wait. All right. A stool for my stool. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. See you next week. Bye. Dear Diary. Pregnancy Diaries, Sophie, take 108. (laughs) We are at week nine now. Sorry, we missed a week. We were on break, a much-needed break. I was in fucking survival mode, if I can be 
fair. The last two weeks have been rough. They've definitely been the sickest I've been throughout this pregnancy. I feel like beforehand I was like, this is by far my best pregnancy I've had yet. And yeah, no, I would say we're definitely now on par with Goldie's pregnancy. We haven't hit Poppy's pregnancy. and I'm hoping we will not get there. But um, if I'm being brutally honest, it has been rough. I have not been doing a lot. We had two weeks break from the podcast and I did not really do anything. I rested when I could, but when I was resting, I felt a bit depressed and down because I was bored and felt like, you know, I was trying to go easy on myself, but I just, I wanted to be doing more. Like Mm. it, it wasn't that I was hard on myself that I wasn't feeling up to it. It was just like, this isn't what I want to be doing. Like, I don't want to be like lying here. And then when I was doing stuff, I was feeling like shit. So yeah, it's been a hard couple of weeks. I've been feeling really flat, struggling to kind of find the enjoyment in things. I was saying to Nick that um, the hardest part is obviously feeling sick. But then on top of that, it's like, I was explaining, it's like feeling like you're a bystander in your own life. Mm. And I was saying this to you earlier that you know, Nick's been super helpful and has really, really picked up the slack, which has obviously made things a lot easier. But it's also really, really hard to watch your family have fun without you. And oh, like there was this one afternoon that hit me and they were like role-playing daycare and I was just upstairs in bed like couldn't sleep because I felt too sick but couldn't really do like you feel so sick you can't even Mm. go on your phone like you just can't do anything like I can't even think to watch tv or anything like the only thing I've actually been able to do is I can read on my kindle that doesn't make me feel sick but literally can't do anything else and I remember just overhearing them playing and I was just like oh my god like are they just gonna think that I'm like literally the most boring human ever and I'm so lucky, like Poppy is so understanding. She's been such a sweetheart. Like I, I was speaking to her the other day and I was just like, you know, mummy's not going to feel like this forever. It's because like I'm giving you a sibling, like it's going to be so good. And she was like, I know, I can't wait to hold him or her. Like she's so understanding. And then she went to Dreamworld yesterday and she was so tired when she got home yesterday afternoon. I knew she was just tired, but she turned to me and she goes, oh, mummy, the baby in my tummy is just making me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, you're allowed to use that card once or twice. It was really cute. So anyway, if you're going through it or whatever you're going through, yeah, it's just really hard like watching your family go on and live and everyone around you like doing stuff and you're just like doing nothing and I'm just reminding myself that it's it's temporary and my kids aren't going to like hold on to this memory of me forever like they're not going to look back at this time in my life and be like oh that's what my mum was like always not even for two seconds are they going to yeah but you're so full of emotions and hormones that everything is amplified for you and as I said to you before the first trimester you are emotional you are hormonal you are sick you are tired you are moody you are like you are everything and because people can't see that and you can feel it yeah it's extremely hard to deal with and I was just saying like it's all the things that kind of like make me feel good like I can't do like eating well makes me feel good and I'm eating like shit and I'm not I'm not like having a hard time at myself about that like I'm just eating what I can to get by but like 
eating the diet that I've been eating, like it doesn't make you feel good from the inside out. It no. makes you just feel yuck. Mm. And like, I haven't really been able to exercise. Like I'll go for a walk in the morning and I'll be like flat on my back when I come home. So I haven't really been able to exercise. Like I used to go to like a sauna once a week. I can't do that. Like, well, I've got, you some, can't drink. I've got, <laughs> I've, I've got some good news. What? You're at Week 10. Nine. Okay, you're at week nine. Yeah. We are almost through the first trimester and no one would have known any of this was happening because you've literally kept so quiet. But I'm super proud of you. And I'm like, I think also the start of this whole thing was you were so worried about being sick yeah. and you're, you're managing and you have been managing. And you said to me today, Nick went away and I just, I literally just said, I'm going to have people help me. I put up my hands yeah. and good on you for doing yeah. that because I think that we need to do it a hell of a lot more yeah. before you get into it. Fa- yeah. I mean, I can, I can touch on that, that Nick just went away for four nights and before he left, I was riddled with anxiety. And I know that a lot of women or whatever have partners that do FIFO or they might be a solo parent or whatever. And my hat goes off to you if you're doing any of this alone. But yeah, I did four nights of it on my own. And I was honestly on Saturday night, I was up at one in the morning vomiting. I was just at breaking point and I messaged my sister-in-law and I said, I just, I just really need to know that tomorrow you can be at my house Mm. and you can help me because part of the anxiety and the nausea was going, I'm up in the middle of the night vomiting. I know that when I'm tired, I feel worse. So I know tomorrow is probably not going to be a good day. Like I just, the prospect of going through it on my own, I just like really, really struggled with. And so every day that Nick was away, I made sure I like, you know, had like a date with someone. One of my friends even got her husband to look after her kids and came over one night for a sleepover just so that like someone was there because it was just that prospect of like, I'm like, what if I get in a cycle of vomiting and my head is, it's like, you know, 5 p.m., my head's in the toilet, the kids haven't been fed dinner, like how am I going to get them to bed type thing? And, you know, you play out these scenarios and they don't even necessarily happen, but it's just so... Yeah, you just feel so, I mean, motherhood already, you're so out of control of your own life. And then like this on top of it is like, yeah, a lot. And I don't don't want anyone to think woe is me in the way, like I know I am so blessed to be pregnant and I'm actually so excited to be pregnant, but it's just this temporary stage that is just like really fucked. And especially because there's this whole thing, like literally any person I've bumped into in the street, no matter how well I know you, you know, I'm pregnant. Mm. Like I'm cannot mm. keep that because, because I'm not myself. Like, and I get this thing where I'm like, what if I meet someone for the first time? And they're like, well, that chick was a fucking dud. <laughs> so I feel like as soon as I meet anyone, I'm like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> this isn't me. <laughs> but in the, in the scheme of like you feeling shitty and, and, asking for help. I remember when I was around nine weeks pregnant and my house was a mess. Harry was away for work. He had to work two weeks away and I felt really, 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 really ill to the point that I had migraines so I couldn't move. The kids were walking all over me. 
Mm. right? Like they were just like everywhere. And I was like, well, that's just, that's it. That's what it is. But it got to a point where it got so bad that I couldn't move or feed my kids that I literally opened one eye and called my friend. And I said, I'm so sorry to do this, but you're going to have to come and help me. I know you need rest, but you need to help me because I can't do anything. And she came like one phone call. She came straight in, went, holy shit, this house is a fucking star. You really (laughs) do need help. (laughs) Took my kids out of the house so I could have my head rest yeah and people will come running people yeah. are so a lot of the time people don't know how to help so no, if you just, you just ask, ask for help just they ask. do and I know it's hard and it feels unnatural at times but I couldn't believe that like when I put the call out how many people there truly were yeah and they were like cool yeah, yeah I'll come have a sleepover with you and hang out with your kids yeah of course so yeah it was nice and we might have a gender for you next week. Yeah. Is that when you find out? Around 10 weeks. Yeah. Well, it depends how long the test takes to come back. So. I've asked um, Sophie to do a gender, what is it, a gender reveal, reveal party. And she said 100% absolutely not. <laughs> the kids might get a coloured cupcake if yeah. they're lucky. That's about it. Not happening. Um, Devo. I really wanted to attend one, but I'll <laughs> not try. Mine. I'll keep pushing. I'll keep pushing. Pregnancy Diaries of Sophie, 185. It feels like that, but it's only week 10. (laughs) I know. And I just want to say that, I don't know, I just think I'm really super proud of you at the moment because you haven't been able to share or, you know, show or say much about this pregnancy. And usually it really is the hardest time of anyone's pregnancy, the first trimester. And you have been, sorry, I'm really (laughs) out of breath because I... (laughs) Ran to a removalist truck. But you have, you know, you've even today, like you were really emotional and unwell and you we did two podcasts back to back and you showed up for them both and you had all the energy in that and I know you go home and then you get full in a heap full in a heap but I just want to say that I I'm really really proud of you and I know you you feel like shit and I know it's like not the nicest feeling in the world but you're doing a really good job and I love you. you Thank you. I think I needed to hear that this week, to be honest. It's just, um, I think I'm just going to keep it short because I'm just like, just I'm sick of myself. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it short and not oh, so sweet. Sorry. I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of being negative. I'm sick of whinging, but I have nothing else to say other than whinge. You're allowed uh, if to you're, whinge. If you're at the same stage as me, like, so I'm 10 weeks. I feel you. It feels like I've been pregnant forever. I know I have pregnant, like, a, a fucking long way to go. <laughs> I'm hoping the second trimester's better. I'm hanging out for the second trimester when I can get an iron infusion because I'm iron deficient, but they generally don't like giving the infusions until you're out of the first trimester. So I do think that will help. It's not even just the sickness anymore that's getting to me. Like, I feel like I am um, maybe a bit depressed maybe not a bit like I think I'm depressed at this stage and I know it's temporary I went through the same thing when I was pregnant with Goldie it only lasted a few weeks but yeah I'm just like I feel like I'm someone who generally like is a pretty positive person I like to see the good in things I yeah find the joy in the small things in the day and I'm just really struggling to see joy in anything yeah and I'm just I'm sick of my own company. Um, I'm just really sick of myself. And, yeah, just really looking forward to, like, feeling like myself again. 
And I know, and I know, like, at least I have hindsight of two previous pregnancies to know that these really down feelings do tend to go away in the second trimester for me. So I'm really hoping that is the case. It doesn't make it easier at the time. I know, because it's still day in, day out. But um, yeah, I was really hoping that I could come on and say something positive this week. I think I, in last week's one, I promised a gender, but I'm getting my NIP test tomorrow. So I'll probably know next week sometime, which is exciting. I am excited to find out the gender and I don't know, maybe just, maybe that'll help me just like connect mm. more. I don't know. I Like if there's anyone else who's listening to this, I think it's really hard to explain. I've been trying to explain it to my husband, but it's like, you never forget your pregnant because you're so hyper aware that like physically, mentally, every part of you is very aware that you're pregnant, but it's almost like you forget that pregnancy is that you have a baby. I don't know if you ever felt like that when you were sick, but I saw one of my friends yesterday who felt crap while she was pregnant too. And she's like, I totally get it. You almost just become like disassociated from the fact that you're growing a baby, which is hard because obviously growing a baby is such a positive thing for me. Like it's such a, how cool, like I've got a baby growing in front of, inside of me. So grateful that I get to have another child, but you just, you just disassociate. But this is why, this is why, like you say, I'm sorry, I don't have much like, like positive things to say today. People who are listening that are in the same or similar, you know, pregnancy week as you are going to feel less alone because I don't know really anyone. It's more of the, you know, the random few that feel flourishing and full for the whole nine months of pregnancy. Like, the first trimester is so draining emotionally, physically. You don't look pregnant, although you are pregnant and you look pregnant. I look pregnant. Yeah. Third time <laughs> around, she looks pregnant. But it's still like, yeah, I, it's not like a proper bump. It's a hard, it's a hard trimester. It's this weird thing that like I miss my husband. I yeah. go to bed when Poppy goes to bed at night and I miss my husband. Yeah. And he's like up watching shows by himself, but I'm like going to bed. If I can go to bed at seven, I'm in bed at seven. Like I honestly miss him and I miss yourself I miss myself I miss I miss exercising mentally I really miss Mm. exercising but I can't I can't do it I miss eating foods that make me feel good but I can't and I'm and I'm not I'm not hard on myself because I'm eating crap like I know that's the only thing I can tolerate right now it's more just I miss eating the foods that make me feel good. Like mm. I, I don't I don't even look forward to eating anymore because I'm like I'm eating this thing that's all I can tolerate. <laughs> and I know it's going to probably make me feel pretty shit after because it's like heavy and beige. But, yeah, that's all I've well, got to say this week. Well, if I can tell you. I'm hoping it's going to lift soon. <laughs> lift. <laughs> You've got, you're halfway through the day now. You've smashed your I workout. Know, thank you for creating a distraction for me. I actually had an anxiety attack, proper anxiety attack before leaving the house this morning because I was just so frustrated with myself. I'd lost my phone. I had misplaced something else. I I couldn't think of anything that I could bring as food to eat here today. I I did have food. I know. And I like, of course I know that Jade would have food at her house, but I was just like, I just could not put a logical thought process together. So I was in a puddle 
literally in the middle of the lounge room, Poppy screaming out to dad, like, dad, why is mum crying like that? And he's like, mummy's just a bit sad this morning. Why is mummy sad? Anyway, I think they just freak out that you're crying over something they've done. Like she didn't get dressed quick enough for daycare or something, which is probably yes, part of it. probably true. But um, I have zero resilience. I'm like literally the most precious motherfucker ever right now. Like there's no, if someone doesn't do what I say the first time, it's like you're fucking dead to me. And on that note, uh, that's the end of the podcast, everyone. Um, wait, look. <laughs> You just break the podcast. (laughs) Boom, drops mic. Yeah, mic drop. Anyway, I'll see you next week for a little bit more whinging, I'm sure. And then Um, it will all come out and we continue this with you all and your support because right now she's only got a few of us and we're not cutting it. (laughs) Alrighty, Pregnancy Diaries Week 11. Wow. How far we've come since week four. It has felt like a really, really, really long time. What a long time to keep your mouth shut. Everyone says your third flies and it's not flying. It is flying, but it's... For you. Yeah, it's flying for me. I've not felt sick. I haven't (laughs) been tired. I've not been emotional. I've been... It's been a breeze. Now, how have you been feeling this week and last week? This week and last week has been a bit of a roller coaster. I reached a really low mental breaking point. I think I was kind of going through it a bit when we recorded last Mm. week's pregnancy diary, but I think I felt so over the entire thing that I couldn't even speak about it. Mm. I think I probably had a couple of weeks that what would be diagnosed as antenatal depression. My mood was so low. I was not finding enjoyment in anything at all, like not a thing. I was just crying, just wanted to be in bed. Even when I wasn't feeling sick, I was just so, so, so low. Yeah. And even I noticed it on my end and I actually said to you, do you think you maybe have a bit of prenatal depression because you just, it's like, well, I kind of know how it, well, I do know how it feels, but there was this glaze. I honestly you. looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, my eyes don't look like my own. No, you weren't. I was weren't, so sunken yeah. and and I reached out to you and I hope you didn't find it offensive or that I was trivialising anything, but I literally said to you, I was like, Jade, how do you go through this. I mean, I know you've got no choice but to go through it, but I was like, my heart goes out to anyone who regularly or not regularly has episodes of depression because that was, it was only a couple of weeks and it was so scary and so low. And I'm not going to say I was suicidal or anything like that. Like, like I have the privilege of knowing that mine is temporary and that, you know, there's a reason behind it. But if someone had have said to me, here, take this blue pill and you will sleep for four weeks until this chapter is over, I would have. And that's not to sound dramatic or anything, but I was so exhausted by the way I was feeling. I was exhausted by my own company. I was exhausted by my own thoughts 
physically, I was exhausted by myself. I just was so sick of myself. And that's someone who like a a pregnant woman saying also you would rather be sick for like physically sick vomiting rather than feeling I mean, the physical sickness is absolutely shit, but the mental side that got to me in the last couple, like I just, I just had to call everyone close to me and just like cry and just like talk it through Mm. to, I don't even know, just to make sure I was even like making sense. Well, just to understand what you, like what was going on. I think when you don't understand that you're spiralling or you you don't understand that you're feeling really that low and other people around you who love you can actually, you know, give you a little bit of insight as to what's going on. And I actually remember at around 10 weeks was the lowest mood-wise I felt with Goldie and it almost lined up like day for day. And I remember even like, you know, my mum's not someone who has ever had like pregnancy sickness, like she's kind of cruised through her pregnancies and, and I don't think that she fully did understand how unwell you feel. And I remember I was speaking to her one of these days and I was crying on the phone and I was like, mum, I just am so low. And I said, I honestly don't think that I can ever do this again. And she said, I don't think you can. Mm. Like, and it's, I think she really realized, not that I ever doubt her understanding. And I said to Nick, I was like, I don't know Mm. that I could ever do this again. And that's not to downplay also, obviously, you know, this is all hypothetical and that's not to downplay the feelings of grief as Mm. well and everything else you would go through. But I started to freak out. I was like, what if I wake up tomorrow and I'm having a miscarriage? Like, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I can consciously have sex with you and go, that's it. I want to try and conceive Mm. a baby and do this again. And that's how low I was mentally feeling at that point. Then later on in the week, I then physically was, I mentally was starting to improve, but I did have 24 hours where I literally could not keep down a thing. I couldn't even keep down my Zofran wafers. I couldn't keep down sips of water, Vegemite toast, nothing. So I actually ended up going to hospital because I was just so depleted and so dehydrated. Um, this is my first trip to hospital, this pregnancy. So I got like 11 yeah. weeks through, which was a bit, uh, which was good. Impressive. I don't think I got, I never had to go actually with Goldie, but with Poppy, I went a few times and I definitely had to go much earlier than this. Not that it's stoic to like, if I had to go earlier, I would have gone earlier. Yeah. And I went and if you are someone at home listening to this right now, going through hyperemesis and you're avoiding going to hospital, can I just tell you to go? No one minds. I was in and out of there. Like I, I was actually like being seen by someone for such a short amount of time. Like they just had to give me fluids. Like I'm a healthy young person. They can give you fluids so yeah. quickly. I think I was like in there actually getting fluids and medication for maybe an hour. As soon as the fluids and medication finished going like, through me, oh. I turned to them and I said, I am so hungry. Can I please have a sandwich? And they were like, oh, that's a good sign. I literally ate the sandwich in 30 seconds. They're like, okay, I think you're right to go home. 
and like touch wood that was like four or so days ago and I feel like since going into hospital touch wood touch wood touch wood touch wood I've turned a bit of a corner and I've still vomited since then a few times and and that kind of thing but I just I don't know I don't know if I just needed a little bit of fluid to just like get me going but yeah and then we got our nipped results back and everything was low risk and what are you having and we're having another so six girls between between us us. I know Nick's involved in this pregnancy uh, but I'm very excited to say that we are parents and mums of six girls girls. which is crazy so if you've come here for any raising boy content I'm sorry (laughs) we'll have to get a guest on but yeah super excited the girls are so excited I was really glad to find out for Poppy's sake. Like she's just so into it all and she's already like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to miss her so much and she's going to miss me so much at the days I go to daycare (laughs) and just all this stuff. Like she's such a a little little mama. And it will be beautiful to see how they transition in their, you know, Poppy as the oldest child, Goldie as the middle child. Oh my God, she is all going to She is already giving major middle child energy. I'm not concerned about Poppy's adjustment to having another child, but Goldie is Nick and I call her the growth because she is attached to one of us at the moment at all times. I think it's she knows, you know, things have been weird the last couple of months in our household, like no one's thriving and there's got to be a a rude (laughs) shock coming. And, yeah, being the middle child of three girls, look, if anyone can handle it, it's her. She has a very strong personality, so... Watch this space. So exciting. Dear diary, we have made it to week 12. Yes. Just. <laughs> the first trimester is over. Good riddance. See you again. Absolutely fucking never. never. And look at you. You look perked up. I um definitely have some improvement. That's pep in your step. I I'm enjoying things again. I can laugh. I still wake up every morning and have a vomit as soon as I wake up, but that seems to be oh, touch wood right now, the extent of the vomiting. I still kind of have like a queasiness in the pit of my stomach that could probably go away. I, over the weekend, was away and I managed to stay up till like 8.30 at night. I didn't go to bed at 6.30. So I do feel like there's been some improvement and I feel such a sense of relief. I'm not quite like back to myself. I'm definitely not feeling any kind of second trimester burst of energy <laughs> just yet. Well, you are glowing. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I Thank think you're you. right. looking good. Thanks, darling. So, yeah, that's me. That's the first trimester done. And do you feel like this is... I don't know. I feel like this is different to your other pregnancies. Not that I was there in the other two, but from what you've said. <laughs> you like, were there in the Goldie one. Yeah, I was there in Goldie. I was in there for one. But do you feel like you've recuperated or you've got more energy this time round? Not energy. I am still due to get a iron infusion soon right. and I cannot wait because I'm so tired mm. all the time and just feel like internally like hollow yeah. and depleted. And look, that might have nothing to do with my iron, but I'm really excited to just like check that off as something. I would say of both the pregnancies, this so far has been the most similar to Goldie's. I have found that this 
pregnancy has hit me psychologically Mm. the most out of any, like properly turning to Nick and being like, I cannot ever do this Mm. again. Whereas I never, I don't know, like I felt so horrible at points with Poppy and Goldie, but never to the point like where I was like, I do not know how I'm physically and mentally going to go on. And I don't know if that's because I'm also like, I wanted to have three children. I really mm. hope when this baby's born, I feel content that my family's finished. Like, you know what I mean? But do you reckon that's what it is? Like, I wanted to have three yeah. or four. Yeah. And then I had this feeling like that, yeah. that I was absolutely completely done. And it's, yeah. it's just a feeling. Like, is that what the feeling is Maybe. to know that you're done? Maybe. Like you're complete. I hope so because I've always said I really like the newborn stage yeah. and I've always been scared that I will never feel done because like I quite like giving birth and I quite like the newborn thing. I just hate being pregnant yeah. and the pregnancy is so temporary that I'm like, oh, will that ever stop me from going again? Whereas this time I'm very much like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, touch wood, everything goes okay with this pregnancy. I know we're not at the end. And, like, Nick has also been like, yeah, like, I don't think we can do this again. Like, no. as a family, I don't think that we can do this again. But that's kind of, in a way, it's really it's nice. It's quite nice. It's quite nice. And, yeah, so, oh, my God, I honestly never thought I would even yeah. feel, like, 1% better. And I do. So Yay. if anyone else is out there in the first trimester, I hope this gives you a little bit of hope to keep pushing through. My heart goes out to you. It can be a super, super dark, isolating, lonely, hard, really hard time. This this pregnancy thus far has pushed me in ways that Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I caught up with these people last night and none of them had been pregnant before and they were asking me how I've been and I was like, oh, look, to be honest, I'm 12 weeks pregnant and the last like couple of months have been grim and it's like so hard mm. to explain because, of course, the first reaction is, oh, my God, that's so exciting. Oh, my God, congrats. And I'm like, yeah, 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 like it is exciting but like I was kind of trying to, you know, and then people are like, oh, have you been feeling a bit sick? And oh. it's it's just so, it's so all encompassing and all consuming and I'm not someone who likes to think about themselves all day every day and you cannot not and you start to think that you're becoming this like selfish self-centered like I just you know like like one of my best friends has had a baby and I've met him once because she lives an hour and a half away from me and I'm like this is just not how I saw her newborn period going Mm -hmm. like I wanted to be there to help and I wanted to get to know him and I know of course there's still time for that he's only a few weeks old but like you know like I'm someone who likes to help out with other people and suddenly it's like yeah but it's just also like I don't know being a nice caring person is like helping other people around you and I've like you know you just feel so self-centered because every fiber of you goes into like getting out of bed in the morning. And I think that especially when you have conversations with people who have never had a baby before, having those conversations with them when they say, oh, how have you been feeling? And if you literally listened this far to this episode, you'll know that it has been an absolute whirlwind. How do you put in to one sentence, you know, to someone that you're like, oh, how have you been? It's like, Oh, like I've just been, I literally say, I'm like, we've been in the trenches for the last couple of months. It's been a really hard time physically Mm. and mentally for our family. Yeah. And I just go, no one in our family is thriving. We're just surviving. Yeah. 
But, but that's all right. Yeah. It's and that's okay. And it, and it's temporary. And when you're in it, it doesn't feel temporary. And even though it is temporary, it reminds you that two to three months of feeling awful is really shit and feels like a really long time. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hopefully feel better and be able to really embrace this pregnancy. Cause I do think there's also so much guilt that goes into your lack of excitement, your, your low mood, like mm. you're, freaking carrying life and you're depressed it's shit like that's it just feels wrong and it's not wrong it's common but it's yeah it's I've feel like I've learned a lot in the past couple of months and um it's nice to hopefully be coming out the other side yeah well I'm excited thank for you, you for you have carried such a load Aww. you have done everything I don't even think I've posted one single picture on our beyond the bump Instagram in weeks you have like literally carried the load so much so thank you so much well you do the same for me when I'm in my low moments and I think that's what a partnership is yeah and I'm just so proud that you've come out on the other side and you can now announce it to everyone it's like there's no secret I'm so excited for it to be out there just because like I think our podcast is all about authenticity (laughs) and honesty and And every week I'm like what What am I I going to talk about like just talk about your socks (laughs) (laughs) so if anyone still has any questions like we're happy to do like a bonus yep Q&A or something let us know if you want to know more if or at the end of this hour if you're like Sophie if I hear one more word about your pregnancy I'm going to kill you I completely understand too. So thanks for joining along. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.